0: One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, I am a boat. Rock, rock, rock.
1: good day america welcome christians conservatives constitutionalists liberals libertarians communists islamists lgbtq RSTV, to xyz people all the boat rockers in the house and anybody else i may have missed to the sons of liberty radio show here on red state talk radio and missouri liberty radio well we use the bible on the constitution not not to see who's on the right or the left but who is on the straight and narrow i'm your host Tim brown coming to you live from the u.s occupied state of south carolina the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face. It's made for radio. Head over to com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. Now, I tell you we're live now. I'm not telling a lie. We are live now, but we are pre-recording the show that will obviously be airing today, which is Thursday. Uh, so when you get there, you're going to see this this video on the left side is Bradley's show from the previous day. Click on that, and uh, you can watch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern. By the way, if you hear a little fan noise, I, I've turned... Uh, the effects up to where it's supposed to cancel that out. But I know when it's picking up my voice, it's doing it, but the button on the computer won't shut the fan off. So it's doing like a jetliner thing. So I hope that's not going to be distracting for you uh, this morning, but uh, that's just the way it is on the right side of the page is where we're at Sons of Liberty Media.com, And uh, that's where we're streaming. So just click on the play button, blow it up. Whatever device you've got, look for the rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner and click on that. You can join us in the chat on rumble. We're streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. Please subscribe to the channel there. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com top of the page. Our friend Michael Roach and his team has given us a spot there, and we appreciate that from them. And then over on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, once you're set up there, scroll down just a little bit. You're going to see where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That's right up under where we're streaming live. Do that, and you'll get an email in your inbox each night. With all the articles we put out on suncelebritymedia.com, as well as the morning show archive, that's also in there. So, any of the things we talk about today, you want to follow up, you want to go back, maybe you want to visit our guest website or any of that stuff, you know, please don't send me emails about it. Just go, go get the archive. All that stuff's neatly packed in there. I can't make it easier for you. I really can't. So, uh, if you're interested in doing that, that'll be set up after the show. Okay. All right. Now, our next, our guest here. We, we, I don't think I need to give him an introduction. He's been over a number of uh, media outlets uh, over, I guess, the past year or so, and um, but he's he's frequented the Sons of Liberty many times, giving us updates on the issues concerning his pursuit of justice and shutting down the uh, what what does Kate call him the hospitals, uh, shutting them down from doing their damage. Uh, to the people, and he's interested in not only saving people's lives, but also using the platforms that he gets to speak on uh, to, you know, promote the gospel. I mean, it is calling men to repentance. It is telling them that, that mercy can be found in God, but there's still consequences for the sin. And uh, Scott Shera lost his daughter um, a couple of years ago during the con bids and uh, believes that she was targeted. I think the documentation has demonstrated that she was targeted for murder by a Roman Catholic hospital. And um, he shared with us that story. He's come on time and time again to give updates. As things have progressed, they have filed a lawsuit. And so uh, we we got in touch, um, I don't know if it was this week or I think it was last week, and we set up a time where we were going to give another update. So it's my privilege to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty. Scott, Sherrod, good to see you, man.
0: Well, it's great to see you. It's actually my privilege, Tim. And you know, I, I mainly want to come on because I love hearing your introduction. I mean, that's worth the price of admission <laughs> right there. I mean, I, cannot, I could not do that. I mean, you have a gift. Last time I was on, I remember you had a cold and you still were able to ramble through that without any errors. It's Although I suppose people wouldn't even know if you're making a mistake or not because you do it so fast. It, it's fantastic to, to hear you you do an introduction. Well, I appreciate that.
1: It took a while to get used to. I, before I, I got to tell you before I used to have it on a little uh, Windows note card here and I would read it and it just after you do it so it's like learning Bible verses like anything else you do it but then there's certain times where your brain kind of goes and you forget what you were saying Uh, so I some people have seen me have those moments on air as well but I appreciate (laughs) that very much
0: well that's pretty neat so you know you you uh, did a great job with the introduction you know grace i do believe was murdered grace grace's last day on this earth was october 13th of 2021 and so grace was taken out i believe because she had down syndrome we're going to touch on that a little bit today and because the agenda if you frame the agenda in terms of a worldwide holocaust you know, they they do this under the guise of saving money. So people on Medicare and Medicaid, Grace was on Medicaid, they are the non-contributing members of society. So they have convinced through the medical training that these non-contributing members of society um, don't deserve medical care and we need to save costs. In fact, just yesterday, Tim, I received a note from a lady who um, her husband was murdered in a hospital. And the the attending physician asked her daughter, "Is is Charles was this man's name? Is Charles a contributing member of society?" This is a direct ask by the doctor. Can you Incredible. Believe Where was that at? That was in Florida. Wow. So you know this stuff. People don't want to believe. I, I get it. They don't want to believe what I have to say. And you know that's your prerogative, I suppose, if you want to die. But if you want to live it's imperative that you change your belief. And, you know, of course, I'm talking physically here, but at the end, I, I want to touch on the thing that is is on my heart for now several weeks in a row, and it's really bothering me because the thing that matters more than your physical life is your spiritual life, and repentance is what I want to close with today. So, you know, as we, we walk through the three updates, so I have three specific things to update on. Uh, the first one is... Um, our our legal pursuit, and so just to frame the legal pursuit i'm not a believer in lawsuits uh this is not about vengeance it's the it's the reality so we chose to file a lawsuit that suit was filed on April eleventh We had to hire a legal team and use our own money to do it because uh, the cabal has set up roadblocks to file lawsuits and the roadblocks are mainly financial. So people are used to attorneys filing lawsuits and then getting a third of the proceeds in these ambulance chasing cases. Well, in medical malpractice and medical murder, it's a lot different ball game. There are so many roadblocks to filing that the attorneys aren't gonna take the cases on on a percentage. So you've got to have a substantial sum of money set aside to be able to hire them. And you know, we. We have uh, been blessed financially. Uh, We had things set aside to take care of Grace after my wife, Cindy, and I are passed. And obviously, that didn't happen. So, you know, what are you going to do? And so we chose to hire a team of attorneys to file the lawsuit. We have a fantastic case, but, you know, that presumes, you know, Yeah, I'm framing the case like the JFK documentary that Oliver Stone did in 1991. So in that case, Jim Garrison filed the only murder charge in the JFK murder, and he lost. But the fact is, is he won. And the reason he won is he was able to get the truth out. And so that's how I look at Grace's case. We filed it so that we can uh, shed light, God's light on evil. And this case will be, you know, it'll be a couple of years before a day in court. We found out two days ago we have the first hearing, which will be July 14th, and people could specifically pray for that hearing. Um, The update I want to share, though, is is based on Ascension Hospital's response. So uh, I want to frame it just quickly. We filed the lawsuit, as I said, uh, on April 11th. We filed it against Ascension Hospital System, which is the second largest nonprofit hospital system in the United States, the largest Catholic hospital system. And we filed it against them, plus five doctors and two nurses who were directly in, involved with Grace's doubt. And we filed against the doctors and nurses because even though that's a way more expensive lawsuit, it matters because in part of shedding light on evil, These doctors and nurses have to know nationwide that they're going to be held to account. They cannot be using excuses like following NIH or hospital protocols that are known to kill people as their excuse for their behaviors. They had a choice, and they will be held accountable for their choices. And so that's why we chose to go the more expensive route instead of just... Violent against the hospital. So people have an understanding of Ascension Hospital System. They have 30 billion in cash. This is a nonprofit. So what's their purpose of having 30 billion in cash? It doesn't make any sense. During the first year of COVID, the first year alone, I did the math and they received 10 billion, that's with a B, of government bonus payments to kill people. So now we'll we'll go to their response. Uh, to the lawsuit. So our lawsuit is called the summons and complaint. That is on Grace's main website. If you want to see it, it's ouramazinggrace.net. There's a tab uh, that has the summons and complaint. You can read it. It's it's 20 some pages long. All right. So now we go to the hospital's response. So Tim's bringing it up on the screen. Tim, you can scroll down. I have it printed off. So I'm not going to be able to read what you have on the screen. Um, So what they they said, I'm going to read a few of these quotes. So Tim will have this link in the show notes so you can see it for yourself. Uh, So what their responses are called is answers. So our filing is a summons and complaint, and then they have to answer each item of the complaint. So I'm going to quote a few of these here. So quote, in answer to paragraph six of the complaint, deny that Ascension Hospital, or excuse me, deny that Ascension Health directly provides healthcare services. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. In answer to paragraph forty of the complaint, deny that Scott Shera was removed from the hospital. What was I doing? Why did we hire an attorney to get my daughter Jessica in as a replacement advocate? I mean, it's again, you can't make this up. In answer to sixty paragraph sixty six of the complaint, deny that the hospital's nursing staff ever refused to assist Grace Shera or any other participant at any time. I mean, what when we begged them to come in the room, they physically stood outside the room and refused to come in and just hollered back to us, she's DNR, do not resuscitate. That's because the doctor put an illegal do not resuscitate order on grace. When we hollered back, she's not DNR, they still refused against state statute. They let her die instead. Um, Then they have the opportunity to give what's called affirmative defenses. And what I was really expecting in the affirmative defenses was that they would file a claim against me personally because I've been out there calling Grace's death murder so this was their opportunity to file a defamation claim against me and yet they didn't so they're giving tacit approval that what I've been saying is true because why not why not come after me and you know the the short answer to that is they're afraid to do it they're afraid to do it because they have to then go under complete scrutiny, and prove that what I'm saying is not true. Well, that's what I was so going to say. They, they
1: won't do it because they'll draw more attention to what's going on.
0: Well, that's exactly right. Uh, so, But they did have affirmative defense number six. So instead of suing me, they said here, they made it my fault. They say, quote, any and all injuries or damages sustained by plaintiffs may, have, may be a direct and proximate result of the negligence and or decisions made by the plaintiff. So, yeah, I mean, that's 100% true. I took grace to a death camp. So that is my fault. And, you know, I have repented of of that particular mistake, not the action, but the cause of the action, which was fear. And God did not give us a spirit of fear. And that's one of the main things that we should take out of this um, entire COVID PSYOP is that they use fear propaganda, and the next thing is going to be worse. Yeah, And we're going to use fear again, and we've got to not, succumb to that spirit of fear. So then last, I want to just say this, because it basically they go through deny, 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 and all their answers. But they did admit two things. They did admit that Grace was admitted to the hospital. But the thing that I laughed out loud when I read this one, it says, in answer to paragraph 74 of the complaint, admit that Grace Sheriff passed away. So that's what they admitted to. So this is the link, the legal wrangling that goes on. It's why people burn out. You know, they don't file lawsuits. Attorneys get rich in these lawsuits are the only ones because now we got to respond to this foolishness. And, you know, ultimately there's a hearing now um, on a motion to dismiss on July 14th. So that's, you know, that is a, a very important date because if if the motion to dismiss wins, you know, it's obvious then the judge has been bought but if it doesn't win that the next step is scheduling and then we go into discovery and you know that's a that's a long process but that's the that's where things go from here all right so that's the first update the second update is um the documentary breaking the oath unauthorized and so i sent tim another email on the on this and and this link for this documentary is on rumble uh i worked with the producer. I'm just going to tell you the story as to how this even came about. So Grace's story is featured in this documentary. It took quite a while to do it, seven, eight months, uh, and it's just, it's a long process to do a documentary. So what happened was one of the podcast hosts, Uh, similar to you Tim she contacted me I had been on her program a couple of times and she said Scott you should do a documentary with Grace's timeline her last day timeline so I thought boy I mean that would be pretty neat and I thought and she said well what about contacting uh, Mickey Willis and I know Mickey and I thought well I mean that's ridiculous he's way too busy but I met a uh, a person who does this type of thing in Green Bay so only 20 minutes away from where we live. And so I contacted him. His name is Jeff Wagner. I said, Jeff, would you be interested in doing this? He said, yes, I would. And so then we started. So we started on kind of a rough script. We started on a title. And, you know, so then uh, he came and, and it's um, uh, filmed Cindy, my wife, Jessica, my daughter and myself. And we started talking and then we <laughs> realized, okay, well, there's a doctor that we want to comment on Grace's timeline. So I got a hold of him. He subsequently, after we, we had the film ready in March, uh, beginning of March it was all ready, and then he backed out. We're ready to go. And he's, he uh, had his license threatened, so I'm not going to mention his name, but he ended up backing out, so then we had to get another doctor. So that deferred things. So we got the pediatrician, um, Dr. Moon, uh, she does a fantastic job in the documentary. But then as uh, God would have it, you know, I was introduced with to Nurse Erin. Of course, you know, Tim, I've been working with Vera Sharov. So I thought, well, they need to be in the film because Nurse Erin can give the whole COVID perspective. Vera can give the whole Holocaust perspective. And then last November, my wife and I rescued a disabled man, Robert Pazer from a hospital in Green Bay. And I thought, boy, I mean, Robert should be in the story because that gives some hope. And then we had another lady, Stacey O'Gresnik, who I met. Uh, she lost her husband. I mean, this, she's she's young, and her husband is young, strapping. No reason that he should be gone, but he got put on remdesivir in a ventilator. Grace was never on those two. Grace was taken out by end-of-life mens They use in hospice care to euthanize people. And so that gave more of a broader scope of what was going on. And ultimately what started out as a 30 to 40 40 minute film is now an hour and 40 minutes long. And it's fantastic. Wow. I really would like people to watch it. We got opened up another door, which was we were able to play it in a local theater and it was packed. Wow! Uh, So that was pretty cool. Do
1: Do you got somebody who is also working to maybe push it out further than just a local theater?
0: well we we did hire a pr uh, company because we're trying to break into the mainstream media so then they sent it out to their whole list but you know to get traction for something like this i mean it it's tough i mean there's so much competition right now in in this space that it is really hard and you know so i i don't have you know that is not my deal i mean i've owned a small business for over half my life so That isn't what, what I do, but I mean, I get on shows like yours and I promote it every chance I get and, you know, then people have a choice to watch it or not. So I think it's worthwhile watching, you know, it frames what we're going through in the proper, um, the proper timeline and, you know, it doesn't focus on COVID. COVID was just the eye opener for those who were paying attention.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things that happen. that there's many of them that are done. I mean, Fauci's been involved in three or four or five of these things over four decades. So this is just the latest. But if you'll remind me after the show, I've got a gentleman. um, He produced a award-winning film, uh, has done several shorts, has written several books. He's a screenwriter, uh, lives out somewhere near Hollywood or whatever, somewhere out there in uh, California. And uh, maybe I could put you in touch with him. Maybe he's got some people who might be able to help push this a little further. I don't know if he can or not, but we can, I can give you his contact and that way you can, you can reach out to him and, and let's see if we can move it in some other places too.
0: No, oh, that would be fantastic. You know, the simple way to find it now, Tim will have the, the details in the show notes, but yep. you can just go on rumble and type in breaking the oath and it comes up. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, uh, and we'll so have I that
1: watch- in the archive so people can see that, but yeah, that we'll, we'll have that up for them.
0: What was interesting in the theater is I had not seen it for a couple of months. Of course, I work with the producer um, hand in hand to do edits and things like that. I mean, it's a painstaking process to go through edits to to get it ready. But ultimately, I hadn't seen it then for a couple of months, and so I'm just watching with everybody else in the theater, and it's powerful. Hmm. Uh, it was pretty neat to you know to see the emotions in that theater. Uh, the you know the um, the chance, the crying, the the support. And then we hung around. Our family was all there. Robert Pazer, the man we rescued, was there, along with the producer director was there. And we took people's questions for 45 minutes until they booted us out. So and everybody stayed. You know, it was it was pretty neat.
1: Yeah, that's neat. That's neat. Now you had another uh, update within this too, right? Within the one that you're sending out um well you gave a little update under the um what's my doodle here? The the Well video. that
0: one, that update is also related to the case. So we covered gotcha. the case first. Now we did the documentary. So now I want to talk through the thing that's been really on my mind and um so Tim can bring that email up. I've got links in there. I don't know that it, it's of value to play them, but I just want to buzz through this this idea that I see. So it's been bothering me for quite a long time. The, the people in general, I would say, in the medical freedom movement are really not understanding what's happening, or they do understand what's happening and they're controlled opposition, or they do understand somewhat what's happening, but they see it as a profit-making scheme. I don't know but it's it's bothering me because I am all in on this. Uh it, it's it's hard to grasp being all in on something at this level. I mean, every waking moment is in on this. We have spent um Tim it's in, you know I don't I don't tell people this number because of anything other than to share what it means to be all in. I mean, we can't take anything with us. We have we have over a half a million in this already. And you know because we have billboards, we have the legal thing we got you know, the website, you got, it's just, it's all consuming. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, so it's frustrating when I see things like this. So the first one on that list, I'm going from memory here because it's too small for me to see. So um, about three weeks ago, Tom Renz jumped in the, the medical murder lane and I know Tom, uh, oh, that's good. Thank you. So uh, actually right at the top, there's three there's three people who are telling the truth relative to COVID. So that's Karen Kingston, uh Sasha Lop L- L- Oh, I think don't I'm pull
1: ku- a Tim Brown on that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I pulled a Charlie Brown on that. Um well, same that- same
1: person. Same person. That's my first name. <laughs>
0: And then uh Catherine Watt. So I particularly enjoy these three ladies' research um because they're I I become a researcher in this fight, and I think the research really connects the dots as to how nefarious this is. Uh you know, this was of course never a virus, it was never a vaccine. Uh the hospital murders were necessary to create the propaganda. And, you know, it's part of a lot larger propaganda. And I wrote a paper on this back in January, and I called COVID the second largest PSYOP in the last 120 years. So then I referenced the third largest PSYOP was JFK's um, assassination because that was, of course, the cover-up. I would suppose if I did the fourth largest PSYOP, it would be 9-11. But then I said the first largest PSYOP was that we live in the home of the free in the land of the brave. Sure. And the reason is is because you know we are we are slaves, we have become slaves we have a fiat currency uh we have been programmed to trust not just medical establishments but the government and it's all programming you know, we've been lied to in grade school in high school college every you know we just it's lie, lie lie, lie lie, and these ladies are digging for the truth just like I am, and I'm very appreciative of that so then, when I see the people in the medical freedom movement who I really um have high regard for, but it's bothering me. So the first one was Tom Renz jumped in and, and you'll see I have the link there and I have the specific spot in the clip if people want to watch it. But basically he's he's saying that the solution to this is we need a congressional investigation.
1: Yeah. What do those produce?
0: Right. Exactly. That's part I of the programming. I, I could hardly believe he said it. And, you know, so I just want to say, you know, the same Congress who passed on March 23rd of 2010, a law called Obamacare and refused to repeal that law when they had the opportunity. That law is one of the laws that, you know, I don't know that any of these three ladies have pointed it out, but my research pointed it out is that's they have a way. So Satan has a way of making sure that the T's are crossed and the I's dotted because that way, when we read it, we give tacit approval, and it's it's a it seems to be a law that he has to follow that these things have to be exposed, and then by doing nothing, we're approving his method. So in Obamacare, Section 1553, those of you who are not familiar with it, Obamacare is 906 pages. If you Google it, you'll find the PDF, and you can look at page 141, and it says specifically the government may not subject an individual, that's a doctor or institutional healthcare entity, that's a hospital, nursing home, hospice care facility, to discrimination on the basis that that entity does not provide any healthcare item or service furnished for for the purpose of causing, or the purpose of assisting in causing the death of an individual, such as by assisted suicide, euthanasia, or mercy killing. So in black and white, they're telling us they are going to kill us in those three ways. Assisted suicide, euthanasia, and mercy killing. And if a doctor stands against those methods, he can't be discriminated against. Of course, they're lying there, too, because we did have doctors stand against the killing with COVID, and those doctors, for the most part, lost their licenses, were shunned, uh, they had to go into private practice, all kinds of things. So, you know, when when you see that, you realize, I mean, we can't have Congress do an investigation. That doesn't make any sense. And Congress has, as Catherine Watt points out over the period since 1986, has put in a series of laws that focus on the spirit of collectivism. So in 1986, the law was passed where the pharmaceutical companies have a free pass on vaccine kills and disabilities. And, you know, so that is the spirit of collectivism. Literally in writing, and as that applied to Grace's death, we found a smoking gun relative to treatment of Down syndrome people. So this this is called palliative care for patients with Down syndrome. It's written by two MDS, and I'm just going to give the short version because of time. But it it specifically says. That whenever possible, so this is a training document for doctors and nurses. It says, whenever possible, decision makers, that's the doctors, for people with Down syndrome should be encouraged to use substituted judgment. That's their judgment. To make key palliative care decisions. All efforts should be made to determine the preferences of the patient. However, because of lifelong cognitive impairment, the views of the person with Down syndrome may not be known. So, I mean, just think through that. This is how they're being trained. I know the view of every person with Down syndrome. They want to live. So how can they use substituted judgment? It is simply integrating the spirit of collectivism so then they can be zombies when they have somebody with Down syndrome. So in Grace's case, the doctors referenced that Grace had Down syndrome 36 different times in their records over the seven days Grace is in the hospital. There's no need for that. And she wasn't even
1: in there for Down syndrome.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, that's why I say with a relative degree of confidence, you know, Obamacare and then this training document uh, leads to the conclusion that Grace was murdered because she had Down syndrome. So Grace is a non-contributing member of society. Okay. So then the second one I want to talk about on that email is David Martin gave quite an eloquent presentation to the UK parliament about a month ago. And, and I've got the reference in, in what Tim will have in the show notes. And he closed that presentation saying that uh, we cannot let this happen again. Big Pharma in any future situation has to have accountability. Okay, we'll process that. Big Pharma already has had accountability. Pfizer got a $2 billion um, fine in 2009. And who would hold them to account? The, one, the only one that could hold them to account is who they're in bed with, which is our government. So, I mean, that's just a ridiculous situation. And what it's doing, it, what I see happening is it's setting up this idea of amnesty versus realizing these vaccines are never meant in God's economy, never, none of them. But they, they say, okay, well, any future vaccines need to have accountability. Well, why would we even have future vaccine when never? There's never been any real testing of any vaccine, and it's also against God's way. Well, of so, course, it I mean, is.
1: That, and that, Scott, that's the whole. This is the whole point that we we've driven. You know, the scriptures are pretty clear. The life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of the yep. flesh is in the blood. And so, why do we have Kate on? Well, she teaches us how to take care of our bodies. And what do we know that? I mean, Moses was saying this, and I'm sure there were probably people. I don't think the the old the old, older, ancient cultures were stupid by any means. I think probably in many ways they were probably more advanced in understanding and technology yes. and how to use things of the earth and this, that, and the other than we are. But here's Moses, 1,500 years before Christ, saying the life of the flesh is in the blood. And we, if you went to school like I did, and they actually taught a health class uh, and biology and things of that nature, you learned that the blood... Uh, brings oxygen to the cells, to the muscles, all these kinds of things. You learn that it takes out the trash that's in your body as well. You you learn that it does all sorts of things. It helps to keep your body warm. All these kinds of things that the, the blood does, and it does it because literally it's the soul. Um, it's the soul of the person, and what they're doing is they're bypassing the natural means by which God gets things into your body, and they want to just put it right into the bloodstream. And, yeah. of course, this is caused a lot of these blood clots, all these other kinds of problems, because literally Dr. Carrie midday gave us three pages of junk. They found just in the children's COVID vaccine or shot. Uh, there were like three pages and several of them were weaponized and they were able to separate out these things that are in there. And so you're right. Kate has made mention of it over and over. No vaccines ever been tested to be shown to actually be safe or effective, nor have they been tested with other shots or other vaccines or other medicines to ensure that they're safe either. So, you know, this is part of some, and I don't want to get off track here, but this is part of where RFK is coming out. I appreciate him calling out Fauci. I appreciate a lot of the stuff he's called out about these others, but people have to also be careful that this guy has—he doesn't have necessarily a constitutional mindset, and they have to be careful of that uh, because of the good work, the, the good stuff he's done. Don't get caught up in the bad things, kind of like I tell people about Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, she's great on pointing out some of this foreign policy stuff, but when it comes to domestic, she's awful because she's not upholding the Constitution. So it's the same kind of thing. So you're exactly right. You've got some of these guys come in and they're rightly pointing out what's gone wrong in all of this, including the deaths. Kate has been really big on that saying, this is the thing that's going unreported: is the murders that are happening in the hospitals. They'll, 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 they'll point out these other things, but then when it comes to the other, then all of a sudden it becomes this political circus. And this is what you're talking about, about Tom rents. I, this is what I told Bradley. I said, he came out of the gates, you know, hot and heavy. And I thought, well, maybe the guy's going to do something here. And I really haven't seen anything being done and I'm not dog capping on the guy. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't see him. I don't, I don't see him bringing, you know, bringing the heat here, uh, I can go and, and talk to a, a courtroom or a city council or something. You need somebody in his position who's going to bring the heat and start you know really bringing some justice to bear uh on the part of the the wicked people who are who've been orchestrating this stuff well,
0: I think that's right on i This is the kind of thing I was hoping when I got on with you that you and I could go back and forth a little bit because this is this is what it's about people. you know one of the key things satan uses in his tool chest is the knowledge of good and evil. So way back in the garden, Eve chose the knowledge of good and evil versus the tree of life. God offers the tree of life. So the knowledge of good and evil, if you can see this, it'll protect you. It's dialectics that are put in place then for us to look at evil and less evil. And then we get trapped into those dialectics. So what Tim is mentioning, for example, with politics. So we have, you know, obviously we can see evil, but then we, we're we encouraged, in the Christian circles tell us if we don't vote, it's a sin. Well, that's not true.
1: That's not true. Yeah.
0: So then we end up, we we feel this pressure to vote for less evil, but we're not voting for good. That's right. You know, a, a we're supposed Christian to overcome
1: candidate. evil with good. That's what we're, the, right. Christ, the Christian is supposed to do, overcome evil with good. And this You know, this came across the other day. Uh, I had some guy jump in our Telegram group and he, you know, he said, oh, or there was a video of a lady and she was saying something. And at the end of it, she goes and she was right on everything. And then she goes, and the only one to fix this is Donald Trump. And I just said, huh,
0: Right, that's crazy. And I'm
1: like, he's already had his chance. And I I pointed out the thing. And this this guy comes in, he goes, well, you must be a Ukrainian. And I said, no, I just don't support. (laughs) sodomy like trump does i don't support these shots like he does i don't support stealing our money to go pay big pharma for it and then acting like he's their enemy and all this other stuff i said i don't do that and he goes well you must be a democrat you must be a cia fbi shield or something like this and i I, scott when i see people like that they're either they're either a bot or and, and if they're doing that, there's some kind of AI function. Or there's somebody, and I don't even like to use the term brainwashed on these people, because if you use the term brainwashed, that means it's supposed to be clean, right? Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but, but what they've been, they've been programmed, and that's their response. Yeah. Their response is, you must want to vote for Hillary. You would have liked Joe Biden to be in office, wouldn't you? And, and it's, it's not seeing that both of them, it's like what you said, we've gotten to a place where we're the ones determining good and evil. Not God, not not the lawgiver who who tells us what is good and evil. No, no, no. We want to do what's right in our own side, So we're, we're, thank you very much, Lord. We appreciate that. We know what happened to everybody else down the road, but we're different. We got it this time. It's kind of like the communists. Communism didn't work because they didn't do it right. We'll get it right this time, Lord. And the Lord's just sitting there going, I'm telling you people, you're going to get it if you don't listen to me. You're exactly right. Yeah.
0: Yep, that's that's excellent, Tim. I mean, I uh, agree a hundred percent. I mean, I I do not understand how somebody can be. Well, I mean, I do understand it because I was there, so I'm not going to say. Yep, I me can't. too,
1: me I too. There. I was there, but I mean, it's hard great, to fathom it now.
0: It's hard to fathom it now because I'm awake to it, and you know, I and that's why I'm out sharing because my daughter lost her life, you know, for many different reasons. Um, but when I look at it, why God allowed it? So it was to personally wake me up. Why? Because He knew it would light a, find a fire under my lazy rear end. And now, I mean, I am on fire. I cannot talk about this enough. Amen. I want, um, I, I want, you know, I want my daughter's death to not be in vain. And I, mm. I don't want to, I don't want to minimize her death. I mean, people. They're so great, you know, that why don't you go, get back on with life? Why don't you go back to work? And I was like, because you can't. It's no, when you,
1: when you see these things, Scott, and th- I think this is something for the audience. I think you said this last time, you know, you, you admitted, you know, your own failure and not understanding what was going on and, and fear drove you. But what you're demonstrating is what we talk about all the time on here. And that is repentance. Okay, I was wrong. I can't go back and fix it. I can't go relive the days. But boy, I'm going to make the best out of whatever's coming my way right now. And I'm going to try to, you know, warn as many people, do as good uh, the good works that, that God's called you for Ephesians two ten. And I'm going to do Ephesians two uh, five eleven. And I'm going to expose the darkness here. And I'm going to call for justice the way God says. You know, we we've, we've been reading that a lot in the scriptures. It's all throughout the Old Testament. Keep my commandments, statutes, and judgments. Yeah. And and sadly, Scott, we even see Christians today who are opposed to the death penalty. Now, I'm opposed to it from a corrupt government because those guys—they'll be often me and you, okay, just for right. being alive. Right. But nevertheless, it is a just punishment when a just law has been broken, and God gave about a hand, you know two handfuls of of those kind of crimes. That would that would violations of the law that would render that we Christians think that's awful. It's barbaric. It's it's somehow you're a Christian Taliban. I've been called that, but then I show them what America does for justice, which is injustice, and I show them what other you know countries will do for justice, that's injustice too. And I said here at least God says in order to even carry out something like a death penalty, you have to have two or three witnesses to confirm the matter, and that's pretty difficult to get sometimes. And, right. um, and then, you know, it, unless the, the person confesses, but, but people don't want to submit themselves to the law of God, nor his statutes, nor his just, nor his judgments. And sadly, even those who named the name of Christ, you know, the Lord's not going to hold you guiltless who take his name in vain. That's what the commandment says. And you say, Oh, God's a bad you're, you're they won't say God's a bad God because he did that, but he's the one who instituted those kinds of things. And I got to tell you, when people target other people, and they knowingly do things like they did here to your daughter. I have no problem saying they are worthy of death. They have committed a capital crime. They have forfeited their lives. And yes, you give them due process. But when you prove them guilty, they don't get three hots in a cot. They get a nice dirt nap so we don't have to deal with them ever again. And they can go deal with the judge on that.
0: Well, I think that's exactly right. You know, that's different than wanting them to repent, you know, Consequence for choice, that's where Christians, I think, really get screwed up. They'll focus in on one principle, and then that principle is in a silo, versus you look at all the principles together. So, I mean, you're talking about the principle of consequence for choice. Well, then. That's right. uh, you know, there's also the principle of repentance. So, of course, I want them to repent. I don't want my worst enemy to spend eternity, yeah. eternity in hell. Well, then that brings up the principle of forgiveness. So, then you know, I get asked that periodically how can you forgive them? And the answer is I can't. If I could do that, there's no gospel. There, for some reason, I mean, I know why now because God knew this was going to light a fire under my rear. And like I said before, in order for, and so in order for me to speak out, you can't be an angry dad, right? You got to, you have to have the spirit of forgiveness. Well, I can't get that on my own. How can you forgive somebody who murdered your daughter? You can't do that. But that's what God does. He does the things that are impossible for man. So anyway.
1: Yeah. Amen. And that, and that's, I think that's what we're trying to convey is it's not, we have to choose one or the other. We want both. And, you know, back in the old days, if somebody, uh, some, at least some of the things that I read, sometimes they do it a little quicker. But, you know, usually what they would do is once they had a man who was condemned to death, they would give him several days and they would bring in a minister to pray with him, to give him the gospel, to call him to repentance. Because the guy's going to die. Yeah. He, he's already got the time set up, you know, that they're going to stretch his neck or whatever they're going to do with him. He's already got the time set up. And now the desire is, look, man, we're going to have to do this to you, to uphold justice. But we don't want you to go before the judge without a proper covering, which is the righteousness of Christ and call him to repent of his sin. And if he did great, if he didn't, well, that's on his own head. It wasn't like they didn't give him plenty of opportunity. And he knew his time was short. It wasn't like he thought he had his whole life ahead of him. He only had hours, maybe a few days. And so, so there, you can have both. It's not that you have to have one or the other. And I think people miss that. I think that's what you're getting at.
0: That's, That's right on. Look, I want to just hit a few more of these things so people can yes, get please. the theme and what to watch out for. So we go. let's go back to that um, email, if you can bring it up. So I just go in the order so people can follow along if they're in the show notes. So I talked already about uh, what Tom Wren said, what David Martin said. I think the third one now is Peter McCullough, if I'm not mistaken. So what, what Peter McCullough has been doing, oh, yeah, okay, so you'll see it. I mean, he keeps calling this thing a vaccine. Uh, and that's shocking to me um you know, and so why i mean I would analogous analogize this to a pastor who is um uh, having you know marrying marrying uh marrying men or marrying women in his church. how can you do that? you know because your standard is different, everybody looks up to the pastor, and so if the pastor is marrying gays. Then that becomes a license for everybody that's in the right. church.
1: Yep, that's and what he's so, teaching them.
0: Yeah, so that's where I, you know, I see Peter McCullough as everybody's looking up to him, and he's still calling this thing a vaccine. I mean, you have, you know, I, I had him on my program, and I showed showed the Brooke Jackson uh, trial to show that, you know, even the government admits that this wasn't a vaccine. Uh, so anyway, that bothers me. Um, then the the next one is. Uh, So this was from Paul Alexander. I I really like Paul Alexander. Yeah, I like Peter McCullough too. I like all these guys. But I I was to. can you go back to that title from, all right, so it says COVID pandemic, the entire pandemic from virus to vaccine, all of it, 100% of it was a hoax. But, okay, so, yes, it was a PSYOP. It's all a fraud. Okay, so then what? So this is what I see as the consistent theme. They're putting COVID in a box so that we can – quote, learn from it and turn the page. Well, it, you know, the, in the anti establishment group um, are all in, it seems like they're in lockstep with this. And as I see it, so let's, we actually, we'll go back to how I see it here in a minute. So now you see Zuckerberg just this last week says the establishment uh, asked Facebook to censor. It's like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? It wasn't your first clue that that's illegal to censor. So why did you do it? Yeah. Right?
1: Because they probably uh, paid him a lot of money.
0: Exa- exactly. But now you, all of a sudden you're going to come clean. Are you going to give the money back? Uh, then I think I have another one. I think I have Epic Times. Yeah. So the Epic Times, this is real interesting, these headlines. You wouldn't pick up on these necessarily, but they do this subtly. So can you scroll up just a little bit more so I can see it? Okay. So the first headline, Exclusive. Leaked Pentagon report forensically dismantled Fauci-led Natural Origin study. Okay, so now this leaked Pentagon report. I mean, if people are not familiar with it, they're they're saying that the virus was a lab leak. So this is that evil and less of lesser of two evils uh, paradigm that they want us to buy into. So now, if we buy into that, that okay, this was a lab leak. Well, now we can have amnesty and we can have we'll never let a lab leak happen again, right? I mean, it's, it's so crazy, but this is how they're doing it. And then you look at uh, the headline next to that, Dr. Pierre Corey, deadly conflict and the global cover-up of a failed experiment. Well, it wasn't a failed experiment. It was a successful experiment. Exactly. <laughs> it, was designed, it was designed to kill people. So do you see how all these headlines all are, it's like nobody gets it. This is why I told you off, off camera before we get this is really bugging me. Because it's like, no, is nobody get this or have they all been bought? Where what is really going on here? But anyway, I just feel the I feel the need to, to share this with people because what I see is a convergence. I called that email convergence, and it's convergence to uh, set up the anti-establishment group. So the anti-establishment group is really focusing on things that we would tend to agree with, right? We need to have Fauci hung. We need a gold-backed financial system. And, you know, it, folks, things are going to get significantly worse. I'm not a prophet, so I can't tell you what's going to happen next. You know, is it going to be a nuclear threat? Is it going to be uh, holograms with UFOs? I have no clue. You know, it, the, the idea of a next pandemic, of course, I mean, that's like child's play at this point, because they got to keep ratcheting
1: up the game. Well, they've already so, told us they're going to do that. They've already told exactly. us they're gonna do it. And they want okay. we just got something out of the World Health Organization, Scott, that said they were wanting to do another sort of an event two oh one again. They wanna they want to do another ramp up to that. And it's almost like, okay, everybody knows this stuff's coming. And if you don't know it, it's just because you're not paying attention.
0: Correct. and this all fits where I see this, it all fits into Satan's timeline. So Satan wants evil exposed. So we can't just be exposing evil, That that all that does is move the timeline to the anti-establishment group, which I'm calling the angel of light group, where, where Satan now brings in the false prophet system to replace the antichrist system and then dupes everybody with security and comfort. And you know what I see, and this is what I want to end with, what I see is the theme, and this is the bright light test. So whether you agree or disagree with what I'm talking about with the timeline, it really doesn't matter because that's not what the focus is. I'm not trying to be a prophet. But what you can see where everybody that is promoting a solution is missing the mark if they don't say how we got here. And we got here by rejecting God. That means the path out of this, if there is a path out of this, you know, we don't know what God's timeline is, but if there is a path out of this where mankind is going to be um, have another chance before Jesus comes again, it is by way of repentance. There's no other way. And so that's what's missing with all, all the talking heads, what I see anyway. So that's my story, Tim. I appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let, me, let me speak to this issue on, you know, is there a way out? Is there a path out? I spoke about this this morning. This is Wednesday that we're recording this, but I spoke about this this morning. Of course, there's a way out, but it doesn't come as the world changes. It comes as the people who name the name of Christ change. You know, a lot of people quote that passage out of Chronicles, and they quote it as though it's applying to the world. But you know, it's talking about my people, the people who name the name of Christ. And when you go back and you look at prophets like Ezekiel, who was taken down to the temple, taken down to the temple, he was shown what the priests were doing. You know, they're they're messing around with the women, they're stealing part of the sacrifice, they're doing all, they're 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 worshiping foreign gods, and then they strut into the 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 area that God has set aside for His worship, and they act like they haven't been doing it. And that's what that's what many of the people of God are doing today. They they go down, they worship their false gods, they say a little prayer to Jesus or whatever they do, comes off their lips, but their hearts are far from. And the Scripture says, and and God says, no, no, no. My people turn from their wicked ways, and I got to tell you, Scott, when I see some of the people who name the name of Christ continue, continue. To worship. At this point, it's worship. Okay, let's just not beat around the bush. It is worship to continue to support Donald Trump. It just is. Yep. To know what that man supports, That's many of it's just as bad as what you call the left or the Democrats or the whatever. Okay, let's just divide everybody up into the lawful and the lawless. And when I speak of lawful, I'm talking about according to God, our creator, and the lawless. That's what they are. It doesn't matter what color their jersey are or any of that other what they say. That's what's going on. And when you talked about, is there a path out? Yes, there are. Yes, there is. Let me, let me, let me give this. This is from Jeremiah chapter 6. Of course, it uses that very term, path. Um, he said, from the least of them, beginning in verse 13, Jeremiah 6, from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. Oh, that's where a lot of this comes from is the money. Mm-hmm. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. Those are the people of God, the prophet and the priest. They deal falsely. They have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not all, at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. Oh, they had so seared their conscience, they wouldn't even blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Their days coming too. The guys who are, who are picking on the people, The bullies, the the seared conscience tyrants, your day's coming too, especially when you mess with God's kids. And then verse 16 says this, Thus saith the Lord, all this stuff's going on, thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find, oh, look at this, rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Now, you say, well, where's, where's the message out? Well, what does God say? Ask. James says that we should ask in faith and believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then James goes on. I'm sorry, I quoted out of Hebrews there, but back, back to James. James was talking about if you ask God for wisdom, which is what he's telling you to do, ask for the old paths. Where's the good way that we can walk therein? If you ask The Bible says he gives liberally. That's one place where God really is liberal. He gives liberally and without reproach for the one who asks. But the problem is we ask, as he also talks about, so that we can consume it upon our own lust. We don't have the glory of God at stake. We don't have the good of our fellow man at stake. And so we ask amiss because we're interested in sort of rubbing the genie lamp and getting something from that. But uh, we've, we've got a little, uh, about a minute here, Scott, and I want you to take time, tell people, you know, you don't have to be in a rush here, tell people where they can find out more about your site, and any final word you want to get get in, you got about a minute.
0: Well, first, I just want to compliment your clothes because it's it's absolutely outstanding, and those people who are supporting Donald Trump, you've got to understand that is not God's way, and Tim, you're spot on. We You're falling into the lesser of two evils trap, and Uh, I I support what you said 100%. So uh, those people who want to know more, uh, we have our main website, which has links to everything, Our AmazingGrace.net. So a few links, I'm gonna just look at that. Oh, you've got it up on the screen. So if you wanna follow my podcast, it's called Deprogramming with Grace's Dad. You'll see there's a deprogramming link there. Um, If you want to go to the Breaking the Oath documentary, you see there's a prominent tab in yellow. Right in the middle, breaking you off. That'll take you right to the Rumble channel.
1: Okay. Got 15 seconds, follow, 10 seconds.
0: If you want to follow Grace's story, go to Legal Updates, follow Grace's story, and put in your name and email address. We're sending out regular updates on the story and the case. Thanks okay. for having me, Jim.
1: Sure. And you can also catch com. You can go over there and check that out as well. And guys, Bradley, be with you at three. Scott, hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Bradley, be with you at three. And then, Lord willing, we we'll be back with you in the morning. Dave Jose is going to be with us. Talk to you then. See ya.